welcome to the Do One Thing Wild podcast, number two. Absolutely crushing it, going past number one. <laughs> and today we're looking at a quite remarkable human being called Wim Hof. And I think I sort of came across him two to three years ago. I started doing cold showers. I didn't really know his backstory. And, you know, like, so, but I got more and more into it and his breathing exercise. And I think for me, one of the big things that I really loved about him was he said, actually, the comfort zones that we so much crave are actually not doing us that good. And we need mm-hmm. to go out there and actually doing hard things is actually really good for us. So. Yeah. So Wim Hof's method is based on the principle of inner power. There are three pillars to his method. The first one is breathing. So you put yourself into situations that create stress responses through your breathing techniques, um, which might not sound like it would be a particularly peaceful (laughs) thing, but it's found that it actually reduces the stress levels of a person and actually gives them more energy. Um, Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, it seems counterintuitive, but the body kind of clues in and does what it's supposed to do. Um, The second part of it is cold therapy, which Again, doesn't sound like the most desirable thing in the world to jump in the in the morning and have a cold shower, but um, it helps you build up your brown adipose tissue, which is good for fat loss and also your immune system. It helps you build up your immune system. Um, it gives you more endorphins and it really, really does fortify the immune system. So you might think spending time in the cold would actually have a negative impact on you, but it means long term you're less likely to get ill and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then the third pillar is commitment. He truly believes that you can train your brain to do almost anything and that willpower will get you where you need to go. So yeah, it's a very, it's an interesting little trio. It could make us quit sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should try. (laughs) The, um, so the backstory is pretty interesting because, um, He's been doing this for quite a while. Mm. So this isn't like a, a new thing. Um, he started jumping in, I don't know, Amsterdam canals at the age of 20. He's not like a normal kind of guy. No. He left school, didn't think that was an appropriate thing to, Lived to do. Lived in a squat for a while. <laughs> Lived in a squat. Went to India at 17. Yeah. Wow. So he, um, he was already kind of interesting. Mm. And... So, I mean, his his backstory was he was interested in the cold pretty much from a very early age. He was interested in yoga, mm. you know, and meditation from the age of 12. I mean, this is not your normal, like, oh, I'll watch football, maybe a bit of Netflix kind of kid. No. He was also born <laughs> an, a twin and they weren't aware that he was in the womb. And so when he was born, he was rushed out um, via... like an operation and um they said that he was born feeling cold and was purple from lack of air and so it's crazy that his (laughs) is basically what he was born to do yeah yeah so he's not your normal human being so um and he's pretty exceptional in many ways so his backstory you know there's there was a big turning point for him wasn't there Yeah, it was, well, when he was living in the squat, he um, met a lady called Alaya who went on to become his wife and the two were madly in love. She became pregnant and they had a child and then they went on to have three more. Um, 
But unfortunately, Aliyah's mental health was quite a fragile state. And then over the years, she got worse and worse. And he described it as like a thick, dark fog um, that descended on their family. And then unfortunately, eventually in 1995, she kissed all of her children goodbye and jumped from an eight-story building. Um, and that left Wim on his own with the four kids um, with a tremendous amount of grief and fear really as well, because financially they were not in a very stable situation. Because hmm. he was you know, left to bring four kids up. He, you know, he was doing all sorts of jobs. I mean, everything hmm. from, was it gardener to postman? And yeah. So he's you know, like... You know, the, the Wim Hof we know now and, you know, where he's come from are, are very, you know, far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so struggling financially, you know, dealing with a huge, you know, you know thing anyone could deal with, mm-hmm. you know, the grief that, mm-hmm. that, would, that would, could take over for some people. But he decided that he couldn't allow grief to win and he would have to look after his four kids mm-hmm. and... I think he said um, that it was the children that kept him alive in the cold water that saved him. Mm-hmm. So like he really fell into the method as the thing that like numbed his senses. So that he, sorry, heightened his sentences, but numbed his feelings mm-hmm. so that he didn't just have to live in complete pain all the time. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of discovered that this thing was helping him. And so I think there was, using the turning point to go and help others. Mm. And, you know, we talked about in you know, another meeting was how did he describe it about sort of um, the love? Yeah. He wants to, his mission is to bring love back to the world because he said that when um, he lost a liar, he lost his love. And um, he thought that if he had shown a this method, he genuinely believes he could have saved her. So now he wants to bring it to the rest of the world because we're all so paralyzed with mental health and um, autoimmune issues. He wants to bring it out and put it out there so that everyone can experience it and potentially reap the benefits from it. Mm. So I do think that's quite poignant. Isn't it? The loss of my wife was the loss of my love. And, mm. Mm. and I guess one of the things, you know, as we researched for him was to, He's doing it not just to help himself, which of course he is like helping himself, but he wanted to help others. Mm-hmm. And so there's a like a deeper purpose yeah. to all this. Um, he wasn't doing it to get famous. He was firstly doing it to save himself mm-hmm. and then wanting to save other people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in sort of context of time, so when did that happen? So that was... So 1995, and then sort of from there, he started uh, to gain notoriety in the press for um, basically like the big thing was that he was shooting a TV show and he was under the ice as he usually was and some man in the background walked over and fell through and then Wim went and rescued him and that's how he like first became known. Um, and then from that show, people dubbed him the Iceman, and it all spun off from there. So his 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 fame was really accidental, in as much mm. as somebody fell in, he <laughs> saved them. Yeah. Somebody coined the phrase, obviously in PR, the Iceman, that stuck. Yeah. Um, and 
in a way, he hasn't kind of looked back, has he? Um, is built and built. I think one of the things that we can learn is for a, quite a long time, he was doing this without a big following. Mm. And he was doing this for himself and anybody else he could help. I mean, it was, you know, there was a long time of sticking at this, the commitment mm-hmm. that he talks about. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, he had to commit. Yeah, and he, he really kept committing. It. So mm. even when the big crowds, you know, like people think these people are overnight successes and you suddenly been, he's been going 10 years, 20 years yeah. doing this thing. And, and after that, you get this lucky break and you go, oh, it just happened for him. It mm. didn't just happen. No. And so. Um, Sarah's going to talk about his records in a second, but the early records really gained him like his popularity. Um, but he always says it's the science that validated everything for him. And then now he's blown up because he's been on Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop program and he's been on all these YouTube shows and they've just taken his following astronomically like out of this world. Mm -hmm. Um, The Goop program was quite a controversial program in itself. So it gained like a lot of following, like no press is bad press type idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think think that thing of... He did the the records to almost get attention. Yeah. But he did like the experiments as proof. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the scientific community were telling him that it wasn't physiologically possible for what he was trying to achieve, but yeah. he proved them wrong. Um, yeah. So he has 26 Guinness World Records, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. But the only reason why he's happy about those records was to get the attention um, so one of his um, records was back in January 2007, where he ran a half a marathon in two hours and 16 minutes barefoot, <laughs> which I think is amazing because even in that time, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and then 2009, he conquered Kilimanjaro in shorts and also barefoot again. But then in the same year, ran a marathon in Namibia with no water. So he's the one who's he does the marathon. Like which is hard enough, and yeah. then but he's <laughs> yeah. the guy who does the marathon and in shorts with mm-hmm. no shoes mm-hmm. or no food, no water. So yeah. he's he takes things to another level, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what has got him to stand out in a very busy world. Yeah. Um, he finished that one off with a pint as well. Yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> finished a marathon on a pint. I, literally, I, if I could hold a pint after a marathon, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite remarkable i have to say i mean mm. uh, i mean i do do his vim off breathing pretty much most mornings i've been in the sea for you know i don't know a while now and mm. i do see the benefits of it definitely so let's go through the proof a bit more then because he's he's got 26 world records yep for quite extraordinary um, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's this image of him fully immersed in ice um, th- throughout 2007, 2009. He was trying to break this record. And one of the um, kind of signs that they'd told him at 90 degree Fahrenheit, you mm. can't get your body to warm up naturally. Um, right. And he had managed to go from 88 to 94 <laughs> degree Fahrenheit whilst immersed in wow. the ice mm. and proven the scientists. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because he has got mm. a twin. 
who, yeah. who by all accounts doesn't like the cold very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did do a test, didn't they, on their, was it that? The brown adipose tissue. Yeah. And so he is blessed with slightly more than some mm. people. But and the brother. And the brother as well. Yeah, yeah, they both have slightly higher levels. So, but it's only slightly higher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't quite fully explain the no. extraordinariness and remarkableness of Wim Hof, does it? So no. He still isn't getting into a warm bath when he gets yeah. into those ice things. <laughs> I think like one of the other things that they found as well, that it can get rid of the acclimatization sickness of when you when you're mountaineering. So when they did Kilimanjaro, like the reason he broke the record was because they did the method and they could acclimatize so much quicker. Mm. And like that could really change how we view records of mountaineering, like from now on. Mm. So it's quite incredible. Yeah. And I mean, I've been reading about him going to the university hospitals and actually allowing them to put the E. coli into inject uh, yeah. uh, into his blood and then he uses his immune system to fight it off. Um, you just go, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, they said that normally they you would suffer like sickness and flu-like symptoms and he had a mild headache for 10 minutes and that was it. <laughs> and then they repeated it to show that it could be done with other people. So 12 people trained in the Wim Hof method and 12 didn't and all the ones who trained in it also gave similar results to to back up the mm. Wim Hof method's fame. So he has got some science to back all this stuff up and you know from a stress point of view it, it, there's no doubt that actually the chemistry of your blood changes under stress and and that's what he's saying actually if you do the the breathing method, mm-hmm. you can turn mm-hmm. it back from actually, you know, making you anxious to making you calm. Um, and, and that's part of his practice. Yeah. Mm. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, I mean, out of all this has, you know, this one man on a mission to firstly save himself from, you know, a tough, tough um, moment in his life mm-hmm. to helping lots of people. And, mm. And now it's become a business. Yeah. It's a bit of a family affair, I think. There are two daughters. One of them manages the social media and one of them is a Wim Hof instructor. And the the oldest son, Enham, is really who set up the company. He was inspired by what his dad had done but wanted to take it into a business um, so that they could reach more people. And... So he kind of took the science, took all the foundations that women had done and really ran with it. And now there's an app, there's a website, there's a YouTube channel, it's got Instagram, and you can go and do in-person training with Wim, which is hugely popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We signed up to the course with Inner Fire. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I got to about week five and it, <laughs> it's hard. You have to immerse your right hand in water for two minutes and then your left hand in water for two minutes and yeah my chest got really tight but <laughs> my commitment wasn't there because I haven't done the breathing ah. exercise before so oh, you gotta do the breathing yeah, yeah. so I'll yeah. go back and start from week one yeah and do mm. it again because it definitely did help in those five weeks and I by the end I was actually quite enjoying the cold water showers okay. because of the impact it was having on my day then is yeah, yeah starting yeah much nice. positive yeah, I think the breathing definitely primes the cold. I think that's you know that's the 
that's the way you get through the two minutes, <laughs> I think. But yeah, who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, it's a business, and he's got pretty much all of his family mm. involved in all aspects of it, and. I mean that's actually quite a nice thing. Yeah. Do you mean yeah. so they've they're very must be super close. I mean, like literally, they are mm-hmm. a family and running a business together. And um, he said that when Aliyah died, he wanted to create a love nest for his family to live in. And I think like it just shows how well he did as a father on his own. That all of his children not only still want to be around him but they want to run a business with him yeah yeah hugely and i mean i guess that kind of falls into his personality i mean like he is a big character Mm. um and uh and that is a strength Mm -hmm. and um he's he's now mixing with some pretty famous people Mm Um, and teaching them how to breathe. Yeah. It's actually quite cool. It's just like nothing you, we all have to do. And he's got, I, I can help you do it better. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just think with the personality, like when you watch Wim Hof videos, it's, it's hard not to wonder how, whether these people would do as well if they didn't have this amazing, bright star of a man willing them on. Um, I know I think the app is a good testament to that because obviously people do like just from the sound of his voice. But I think there is that thing there. He doesn't want to be described as a, a cult or a cultish following. But if you watch some of the videos and see the sort of things they do and the rituals, like they like to take like lit um, candles down to the water where they're going to jump in and different things like it can just come across a little bit cultish when you're watching it but i think he's aware of that Mm. and doesn't want it to be seen as like this crazy alternative Mm -hmm. thing yeah and i I think probably what he's most proud of is the method yeah the method works Mm. and it and the method is proven to work Mm -hmm. um and i think that's part of the strength that's you know Yes, he is a big, he has huge charisma. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you go, I don't know if we should really, you know, I mean, I, I watch a lot of people and I go, I wish they had more charisma. <laughs> um, so we're talking about like, him, you should have less. I don't think he should have less. I think he is a remarkable person and in all sorts of ways. Do you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think the method is not necessarily on the surface the easiest thing to do. So sometimes I think you need someone that has that character yeah. to get you to do it, to yeah. convince you to. The best type yeah. of salesman, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, like, you know, you don't want anybody just go, oh, hey, this is awful. You should do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is so boring. Let's do it. You go, um, he has to, he is selling a difficult method mm-hmm. and, mm. and it does need some, yeah. you know, it needs a human being, you know, with, mm. you know, all the humanness yeah. there to yeah. sell it. So it's good. Okay. So doing one thing while the accessibility. Yeah. um, I just wanted to put in there like, but you can use his app for free and you can watch his YouTube videos for free. Like you can definitely get the basics of Wim Hof for free. Mm -hmm. And he made a lot of his courses reduce rates during um, coronavirus. Um, And I just think it's more evident that he's not in it 
for the money he's yeah. in it to make a difference to people's lives mm-hmm. and that's why it's so accessible so that anyone can have access to what he's trying to get out there mm. yeah i think whatever your price point mm-hmm. whether that's free or mm. an you know, expedition with whim yeah you <laughs> on the top of everest with him <laughs> both in shorts like so that's pretty accessible yeah you know but is is overriding desires to help people and you go and i think that comes through yeah mm-hmm. yeah So I think we should really major on like, you know, his TikTok score yeah. because we absolutely, mm-hmm. we've done a 17 X on uh, yeah. Vim on his, uh, we got 17 followers on yeah. TikTok and he has zero. <laughs> it's one of the few areas where we kick his ass. Um, so in terms of data, it looks like Instagram's pretty important. YouTube. Yeah. I'm surprised actually YouTube's not much bigger. Cause I, I look at his I mean, I look at his video each day and it's got about 10 million views. Mm. And If you added up the views, it would definitely be more than Instagram. But yeah. subscriber-wise, I guess it's lower. So what's most important to them in terms of them running their business? Is it, you know, would you say it's Instagram or is it YouTube? Or I'd say YouTube probably has a better reach from them. I would um, say so too. And there's so many other videos related to Wim Hof on there. Yeah, yeah like other people doing the experience or documentaries he's been in and stuff like they all have crazy amounts of views like 14 yeah. million more yeah yeah wow. i think there's so many of those videos going i'm doing the vimoff method i'm doing it for 30 days yeah. this is how i um this is how it ended for me and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of um collaborations out there mm-hmm. um you know either endorsed or not endorsed but yeah. um that definitely spreads the word so yeah yeah i, I can see why youtube would be the most important for them mm, yeah so i mean just i think the conclusion we'll always come to on the do one thing well podcast is to do one thing well, you have to do many, many, many ridiculous things well. Um, and well done, Wynn, because you've done it well. You have done it well. And so there's a number of lessons is he stuck at it for a long time before anyone was really doing it. He had a quest that was much bigger than just himself. Yes, he was trying to save himself, but he also mm. wanted to help others. Yeah. Um, uh, when people have done something truly exceptional, they, they've had moments in their life that haven't gone to plan. Yeah. And he's definitely had those. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what other learnings do you think? I think he's like shown how important it is to be genuine because yeah. through the whole time, his three pillars have remained the same. And I think it would be very easy with the following he has to almost cop out and add things in, yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to monetize on it or whatever. But yeah. he has those three core things yeah. and that's what he's about. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I think his third pillar as well, which you said was commitment, wasn't mm-hmm. it? That's probably quite an important one to take away from it and mm-hmm. consistency and yeah. commitment. Yeah. I think it's also like overcoming in the face of so much adversity, like this yeah. human nature we need to be challenged and pushed mm-hmm. to things that we're not comfortable to do in order to achieve great things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think Wim's just a great embodiment of that. Mm. And like anything, he's had to get good at telling his story, hasn't he? I mean, he, he had, mm-hmm. his family obviously went, hang on, let's go and tell the world because mm-hmm. they probably 
we're more au fait with you know all the social media platforms but he's gone and done the story aspect well mm-hmm. yeah, so he built well. credibility with world records but he had proof that was almost more important to him than the world records because mm-hmm. um that, that could be discounted as mm-hmm. oh he's just like a superhuman but mm-hmm. actually with the science he's proven that this thing actually is real mm-hmm. and it is of benefit to mm-hmm. to anyone yeah um so i mean yeah i mean he's done a lot of things well yeah yeah well i'm vim <laughs> yeah 